I'm actually not alone this morning. You know, last week we actually had a time together with our general manager learning more about Jewish holidays. And this is going to be a thing probably through September. Yes, it is. There are three more coming in September. So I'm going to be with you three weeks this month. And then we'll take a little break and come back three months, uh, three, three, yeah, three months next week. Yeah. That'll now, be three weeks. I was looking at what today is because it's spelled E L U L. And Correct. I was totally saying it wrong. You had to teach me how to say it because you pronounce it different, I guess, in, in Hebrew, in yeah. Hebrew than it looks. You know, it's, it's a bit of a trick. The funny thing is, in Hebrew, it's not really letters, it really sounds. So the okay. E sound is a eh rather than an e. e. But it's and it's really easy, except when they put it in the beginning of a word. Okay. And when they put it in the beginning of a word in English, you know, there's, I, you know, every <laughs> word is, apart from my middle name is Earl. So not every beginning E is E, but nonetheless, it, it trips you. I just fall over it all the time and saying, Elul. No, it's not Elul. So it's Elul is the, the Hebrew way, way of saying it. I would just say Earl. Eh. Earl. <laughs> that, and, that's, <laughs> and, and, that, and that brings up another funny thing. So the first letter of Elul, right, uh-huh. is is the Aleph, which is silent. It, it makes no sound. It, uh, just, okay. it just sits there and looks pretty. But whatever value you attach to it is what gives it the sound, which is usually an E eh or an ah, E and an A sound, right? Okay. So in this case, like Earl, that's... You only hear the R and the L, right? Yeah. It's like the E and the A are totally silent. So we can totally relate to how the confusion happens. So uh, a lot of Hebrew is like that, but it just makes it a fun language. Now, and your first name is Ray, so that's probably a lot easier to... It, which is why I never liked my middle name for most of my life, because <laughs> no, I never met any Earls. I actually got older. I finally did, but, you know... And, of course, actually, my real name is Raymond, too, so that took a long time. But only True. my mom called me Raymond, so I, I got through <laughs> that one, too. Well, we are not at the first day of Elul. That was Monday, but I didn't want to come in on Monday, so I came on Friday to talk to you some things about the month of Av as we were leaving the month of Av. But now, it's, it's an interesting fact that sometimes God just lines up things in your life really, really cool. As it happens... Probably the most interesting thing historically that ever happened in Elul happened today on this, the fifth day of Elul. So we get to talk about that today. So we're, we're here for that. One of the, the most probably significant prophecies in scripture uh, happened today, hmm. this very day in history, which is kind of cool, right? So, yeah. So when August in our calendar arrives, the month of Elul arrives in the biblical calendar. And that means for, well, so many different things. It means the fall feasts are approaching. For me personally, say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I can say 42 years ago today. Nice. So that kind of makes it a special thing. So it's the second Friday in August. So I don't try to stay close to whatever the date was. I just go with the second Friday because I was at a Jesus festival in um, western Pennsylvania. Remember spending that day, thought I was already saved and just coming to terms with Jesus. And I just realized, you know, looking back on those days, I get to look back 42 years mm. over a lifetime of all the things that God did and twisted and turned. And it's, you know, this. I can't think about Elul without thinking of my life in that same way because Elul is the month of preparation here. You're getting ready. You're going forward. You're trying to prepare for a new year in a sense. There's mm-hmm. kind of two years in, in the Hebrew calendar and so we're getting all ready for something new 
And the thing is, uh, like every other people on the face of the earth, the Jews just had the worst time making good decisions, putting two good decisions in a row. They could put like 20 bad ones in a row, but putting two good ones, that was a toughie. And so there's a lot of lessons. And so the month of Elul has a lot of interesting things part of it, one of which is creation, the first five days of creation. So that's kind of cool, too. Now, when we were in Jerusalem a few years back, I, I upgraded my wedding ring because uh, there's a special verse that a lot of people use. Most people are like you. They would get a tattoo of it. But for people like me, <laughs> I want a bunch of tattoos. Uh, I got the ring. And uh, Elul is all about romance, right? Elul is, even the word itself, it arrives just two weeks after the most romantic day on the Hebrew calendar, their Valentine's Day of sorts. It's called Tu Ba'av. And a lot of folks get married then. And so this whole month, uh, Song of Song, Song Solomon, it just kind of rolls along and just like the waves in and out. I have found the one my soul loves. All mm. these romantic thoughts. I was sleeping, but my heart was awake. I just, that's one of my favorite ones. The four Hebrew letters that spell Elul are Aleph, Lamed, Vav, and Lamed again. So there's two L's there. E-L-L-E-L-U-L. So Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. Technically, the Aleph and the Vav are both really vowels in this one. So really, you have Lamed. So in, there's an acronym for the phrase in the Song of Songs, 6-3. It's, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. So like in English, that's just a repetition of words. Dodi is beloved and the I am is Ani. So in this case, uh, Ani, Le Dodi, Ve Dodi, Li translates. <laughs> I know, isn't that a fun Sound like you're yodeling. translates, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. All right? Mm -hmm. So sweet, sweet little phrase. And so I uh, got that on the wedding ring. And I think it's special. But the cool thing is if you've ever read Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, it's called both things, it's both the story of two people in love and this beautiful allegory of our bridegroom, Jesus, and us, the bride of Christ. It has a double meaning, all right? So the Aleph or the I am can refer to the beloved as being God, or it can refer to the person you love, in my case, Kelly. So lots of couples get this verse as a tattoo or on jewelry, and I have it on my wedding ring, obviously. So lots of ways you can just kind of make it special. So mm. Elul has so much meaning to it. Probably of all the months on the calendar, it probably has more meaning tied to it. So whenever we draw close to God with a humble heart, seeking to follow, we're saying, I'm my beloved. God's response, always, as he pours out mercy and forgiveness, is always, and my beloved is mine. You know, that just that possessiveness is so cool. And part of the cool thing in Hebrew, you know, what made that sound like yodeling is they attach the little fronts there to when things become uh, changed. Ledodi and Vedodi, it actually changes the word itself. And that's what happens when God comes into our life. It gives us that shifting, that change, that possessiveness, as we would say in grammar. So Lula is considered 30 days to prepare the soul, search the heart of God. God and awaken the heart and a little type of love goes beyond I'm my beloved so my beloved is mine which is to ask from a more mature place how am I doing at loving God and loving this person how can I grow 
do better and be closer. Kind mm-hmm. of like what you and Nathan were talking about in that break a little bit ago is, am I fun to live with? Am I a joy to be with? These kind of things. So God gave us the biblical calendar with feasts and fasts and holy days. And it's asking us to remember and also to set these days apart. Mm-hmm. And these days reveal his heart in hopes that we will come to find the romance of God just too difficult to resist. So a little is beginning a 40-day period of preparations and repentance. This is the day Moses ascended Mount Sinai, count them now, for the third time to uh, get the uh, Ten Commandments. And the good news is when he comes down, he actually comes down, doesn't break them. He, he comes down and it's a success. The first time Moses went up, he received the, the 40 Uh, After 40 days, he had the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God, and he came down. It's the 17th of the month of Tammuz. 40 days have passed since Pentecost, and Moses descends, and Israel is sinning with the golden calf. And, of course, he can't take it. He smashes the tablets. So Moses has to return for 40 more days up on the mountain to ask forgiveness for the Israelites and maybe for smashing the tablets. Never really says that, but I always wonder about that. (laughs) Moses would uh, definitely prove to be a trendsetter. On a little day one, which would have been Monday, Jonah left 40 days to tell Nineveh to repent. Of course, obviously, Moses is on Sinai for those 40 days. And Yeshua, Jesus, went into the wilderness for 40 days. So when he comes out to begin his ministry, he does that on Yom Kippur. So this day and this preparation, it ties all together right into the New Testament. So after 30 days of Elul, the month of Tishrei begins with Rosh Hashanah from the sixth day of creation when God created man. And Moses, Jonah, and Jesus, they all return for their 40-day journeys on the 10th day of the month of Tishri, which is the holiest day on the Jewish calendar called, as I said, Yom Kippur. These activities all occur the final week of Elul. All the activity, just preparation as the sixth day began. That's creation. That's Rosh Hashanah for us uh, and the beginning of the new year. So he creates all the land animals and most importantly, mankind on Rosh Hashanah. But we're obviously in a month I'll be back and we'll talk about that at that point but uh, most of us use the Gregorian calendar so all of this stuff is like what are you talking about? So Tishri really doesn't mean anything to you let let alone Elul, right? But uh, other than the start maybe of the fall season but what's rather amazing about the biblical calendar is it has two distinctly different New Year's days that take place six months apart. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more coming up.